0: I knew that it was gonna work uh, after a few rentals when I had feedbacks from the owner and uh, the renter, which was both really happy. I think that's what convinced me uh, with the idea. It was a win-win company.
1: Why do some companies succeed in driving growth while others fail? How do some individuals advance in their careers to lead teams that change industries? In the age of mobile, These are the stories of the companies shaping the way we interact with our world and the people who drive their growth. I'm Mada, and I'm the host for How I Grew This. I'm thrilled to have our next guest, Vincent Saint-Martin, who is currently the country manager for WeCar. Previously, he founded and led the peer-to-peer digital car-sharing platform that he sold to WeCar, and we'll hear about his story. So thank you so much for joining us today, Vincent. Thank you for having me. So you've done so much as a developer, analyst, founder, head of marketing, and now your country manager. Tell us a little bit about something about you that we wouldn't be able to glean from your LinkedIn profile.
0: I think it's uh, difficult to notice that I'm kind of a very curious person. I'm, uh, I really love to deep dive some subject and uh, understand how things work. I think that's why I went uh, for engineering in the beginning yeah. and uh, how I launched my startup uh, later on.
1: So tell us the story. You, you started as an engineer. You were also in finance for a little bit. What was the journey to starting a company?
0: I took my master in uh, civil engineering, and then I found out that I would like to go in banking, so I took a master in finance and also I thought it would be interesting to understand how so both sides of the how company works uh, like uh, on the field and also in uh, in the financial part so um, from that, I, I started in roadworks, uh, then banking went in uh, for a uh, journey in Congo, worked in Congo for a while. Wow. And when I came back from Congo, I, I launched my, my company. What were you doing in Congo? I was working for a French entrepreneur, uh, many different things, uh, works for the for the state. Uh, we also had a plan for um, doing water, a bottle of water. He it was doing bo- um, building. Uh, selling bottle of water, but actually extracting the water, bottling it, and uh, sending it through the country. And last project, he, he had bought a, a field in the in the center of the country, and he would like to to start uh, agriculture again wow. because it was devastated by the civil war.
1: That's really interesting. What made you decide to like just pick up and then go and do this in Congo? That's like. <laughs>
0: Not many people do that, right? No, sure. But you have to remember that's 2008.
1: There was a There downfall. was a
0: huge down yeah. in, in finance. Uh, and I think I started to realize that uh, banking was not my thing. And in, I needed something more concrete, some, something Something to, I, purpose. Exactly.
1: Great. And then you came back and started a company. So how did that, what made you decide to start something? Was it working with a founder for a while? What made you decide to come back? And then what made you decide to be a founder yourself?
0: When I came back to Paris, first thing is, uh, honestly, I didn't know what to do. I had this mission in Congo. That was the end of the mission. I came back to Paris and I was wondering, okay, should I go back to finance? No. Uh, And I started to go around meeting founders, friends that had started their own company. And one of them told me, you should look at peer to peer car sharing it seems to be something growing and it seems very fun so I was like okay but at that moment my project was to cross the atlantic sailing sailing the atlantic yeah. and uh, and I went to south of spain to take the boat and uh, the weather wasn't good so we waited for for one week and after one week I was thinking oh, I definitely have more interesting projects. I, I mean, I couldn't sleep. I was thinking about this peer-to-peer cash sharing, <laughs> so I told my friends, okay, guys, you don't need me on the boat. You are enough, and uh, I'm going back to Paris. I'm going to launch this company. I think it's great, and it's it's now. It's not later, so... That's what it started.
1: How did it take off? How did it start growing?
0: Well, first thing, I, I didn't know anything about Internet. Uh, it was 2010. So I drew my, my website on Excel, uh, send it to the de- uh, developer <laughs> and uh, ends up with...
1: A, with a... In Excel? In Excel. I've never heard that. People usually do it in like Photoshop or Word. Yeah, but I do... But a... I guess as a banker. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. <laughs> wow, that's amazing.
0: No, but actually Excel was quite good to make a draft of the of the website so wow it's six months later it was online had uh, done the secured the, the contract with the insurance to cover the, the cars and uh, and the website was live so business started and uh, it took off pretty well uh i knew that it was gonna work uh, after a few rentals when i had feedbacks from the from the owner and uh, the renter which was both really happy and i thought oh that's i I was i think that's what convinced me uh, with the idea it was a win-win company i mean the owner of the car was making money out of this car of his car the renter was uh Find, could rent a cheap car and have a uh, many cars available for him. And as a company, I, I was uh, I was doing money and also it's optimizing the use of a car. So uh, for me, it was all green um, and uh, all green lights, and uh, it's uh, I was really happy with uh, with the turn it was uh, taking.
1: It's amazing. And then you ended up selling the company. Oh. How did that journey? How did that come about? You know, I think. A lot of entrepreneurs want their company to be sold one day, and then you also stayed with the car. What made you decide to stay after the acquisition? In in 2010, when, when I started
0: the company, uh, it was uh, it was the moment that BlablaCar was uh, was start, we we start to hear about BlablaCar was yeah. uh, it was starting to work well, and but they have been on the market for eight years. And I thought, wow, that's a long run. So it's a long run. Uh, I need to to prepare myself for this long run. So yeah. and the fundraising by the time wasn't as big as there are today. So and moreover, when, when we launched in 2011, there was 10 companies like in voiture on the market. So 10 competitors in Paris doing the same thing. Some well-funded, some well-known people. So my first focus was okay we have to make it profitable quite quickly and not scale up operation uh, in a way that I would need lots of money during the next eight years I think I, I made two mistakes uh, the first one was uh, I didn't imagine that the fundraising was going to be so big in the in the next eight years mm. so when you did the first round in the, in the at the time it was 100 euros hundred thousand euros. Today, it's a million. So it's completely different. And uh, I I wasn't visionary in that way. I don't think many people were. And the second mistake I made is uh, I think I I didn't uh, realize that my insurance contract was so important and could uh, change. So I launched the company 2010 in 2013, there were all, we, seven of my competitors had closed because the market wasn't growing that fast yeah. and uh, they had lots of uh, headcount and uh, they spent lots of money and w- no one had ever rented his car before. So yeah. it's a new it's use of new the thing. car that people need to, to understand and uh, to get, get used, used to, to it.
1: To. Yeah. It's not something that happens overnight.
0: Exactly. So 2013, we are only three left on the market. The two two others, they they raised lots of money, and uh, I don't. But things are doing well, and I'm starting to write my deck to go fund, because uh, I I think it's a good timing to start to raise money and uh, suddenly in 2014 there is a i had a phone call from from the insurance they told me oh vincent i'm sorry but the premium is going to double next year wow and uh, the world is the end of the world for me because um i think we had some pretty good figures and uh
1: your unit economics stopped working when your insurance doubles and
0: exactly so all i had told to the the the, the different funds couldn't work anymore, so all well, the process stopped. And uh, and I'm like, okay, so I'm gonna close because it's like uh, it's half of my uh, benefit, so I can't I can't work with that. And after a week, I pull myself together and I think, okay, it's I have still a good opportunity as we only three left on the market. I can still sell myself myself to the to others because. They had raised lots of money, but the difference in terms of size of business wasn't that huge. I mean, the biggest was maybe three times bigger, the second, twice bigger, and I was the third one. So, definitely a good acquisition to make for them. So, I went to see the two of them and uh, start the auction. And after a few months, it's finally a week I will won, And uh, that's, uh, they told me I had a, uh, an out after a year, and uh, when I I went to work with them. I finally made a great encounter with uh, Marion Carret and Benoît Sino. We yeah. really get, got along and I took over the marketing, started the team. That's a awesome. year later SNCF went to ball out Wecar, so we had lots of money to to scale up and do great things together. So
1: And now in some way you are an entrepreneur again because you started the Spanish market, right? Exactly. And you're a country manager and in some ways, starting a new market is very similar to starting a new company. So I think, you know, you've you seen growth as v- you start your own company then you worked for a bigger company and they got acquired and you have a lot more resources. And then you went again to start new. What are some like differences in the way you drove growth in the early days? And then when you are scaling and now again, uh, starting again and scaling.
0: Yeah. First of all. Uh, entrepreneurship is like uh, uh it's like uh open water sailing it's yeah. a freedom you just go where you want <laughs> you do what you like and sometimes you maybe do too much what you like and uh, so being an employee again wasn't easy uh, especially in the after two years i think uh, i was starting to feel i couldn't pull the string of everything i could i wasn't aware anymore of some part of the of the company so and that's when i decided we decided that i should go uh, to spain to yeah. open the country and um definitely when we, when i started the business uh first the market w- didn't exist so we had to evangelize everyone yeah And today, uh, launching in Spain is a bit different because we had a competitor in in Spain for five years. So the market is already growing. And uh, also, I have a team in France for the marketing, communication. The product is not the same. We are much more developed, and uh, there are 60 people who can help me uh, with uh, launching the the business in here. So I can focus more on different things, like... uh, Uh, organizing how we will launch, uh, starting the PR and uh, communication. We have a much, I must say, the plan, the marketing and the communication plan today for WeCar in Spain. It's Mm -hmm. much more settled than it was for were in the beginning.
1: Do you have any interesting stories uh, of campaigns or features that drove a lot of growth? We could be in the earlier days or now.
0: Back in the day, we, we didn't had any cars in uh, Saint-Malo, which is near Mont-Saint-Michel in France. And we, this lack of car was a very uh, bad point for us because no one could find a car. So. What we did at that time, it, we couldn't afford to, to settle a big advertising campaign in the city. So we took the Yellow Pages and started to call every person living around the train station yeah. and explain what they can gain from renting their car, listing their car. And, and uh, who
1: did that? Who was? The, did you have a sales team or just everyone in the company? No, I did it. <laughs> oh, <yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, great.
0: Uh, I did it with, uh, uh, at the moment... Uh, <laughs> At that moment, I only had one person for the insurance and uh, he was helping me with that. And after a few days, we start to have 10, 20 cars. That's amazing. That was enough. So. It uh, That was our first, like, gross <laughs> hacking. That was the growth in the early days. And how, how would you do it now? How do you do
1: something like that now?
0: Uh, honestly, today, if I was to see, going to see the marketing team and say, oh, let's take a phone and to the CMO, <laughs> let's call uh, some people around the train station and no one would do that and they would laugh. But uh, Today, we have much more traffic on the website. We are much more aware of uh, our conversion rates and how the, the user are, are going through the journey. And uh, uh, when I started working as a CMO, uh, one of the first thing I did was to, to, to get some new product to help owners and renters to communicate. We are a marketplace. We put people in, into relationship. At the beginning so you go there you find a car but after you have to talk with the owner and or each other they have to talk together so at the beginning it was just a chat and now it's email sms and lately push and every all the journey we our job is to keep the discussion going in between um both sides of uh, of our market so i think that was the putting a new services a new product on the website was uh, in it increased our conversion rate uh, by
1: um, a lot very cool i love that any advice i think we learned from our failures any examples of um, failed stories or things you learned from that didn't work out
0: well my biggest
1: fail story i think it was
0: uh it was uh honestly when the the insurance uh, called yeah. me to to say we're gonna double the premium because i hadn't I anticipate this and um and I, I could have done two things to anticipate first have a bigger insurance team yeah. and have a closer relationship with uh, with our insurer in the in the long run and how to be able to demonstrate that we were going to it was working well so and the second was is Having launched the fundraising before, so I could have uh, yeah. find another solution.
1: So basically, it's to try to predict, I guess, the unit, that the unit economics can change, that the unit economics don't stay the same, right? I think that's a big learning for uh,
0: being, every entrepreneur. Identify where are your strengths and where are your weak points and what can jeopardize the company and uh, where, where is the uh, sand in the gear? that would stop all the all the company. And uh, that was uh, my insurance contract.
1: Uh, I think that's a good lesson for, for all of us <laughs> starting companies. Um, so when you think about growth in general, um, I know mobile uh, and a lot of companies have, have, have really looked for at mobile as like the next generation and where users convert a lot better. How do you guys think about growth and how do you think about your mobile presence? Obviously, Mobile must be very big for you. People find cars around them. But when you think about acquisition and growth, how do you look at your efforts, mobile versus web um, and desktop?
0: For the past, I think, three years, uh, we have uh, understood that the mobile wasn't to be a, just to duplicate what's going on on the web, but uh, there it's uh, an even more powerful tool. And if the French market is big with mobile, the Spanish market is even bigger, and we we are definitely working to take advantage of the mobile. There are lots of feature building the 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 mobile, uh, GPS, photo cam, everything which is, and we need to take advantage and think our product for the mobile uh, with the mobile experience, not. Uh, thinking uh, from the web to the mobile then that's a step we have been working on and uh, there's still uh, lots of uh, things to do for example at the beginning you had a paper contract right so you meet in person you sign the paper and uh, everyone has to be uh, able to rent the car or to just put your lease your car no, uh, to, to rent the car. You oh, meet wow. with the owner and you sign a oh, contract. Oh, wow. Really? So today, after, next step was having a, a contract on your mobile. That could, so you sign on your mobile and everyone yeah. receive an email. Then we add the picture so you can take picture of the car. Today, you don't even need the owner to be there because we connected the car with the mobile and uh but you still to have to, to go through a process and i think tomorrow it's just you make a quick cam of the video of the yeah. of the car and it will that will be it you you can uh, you can go and drive the car so we really had this um, evolution of uh, our product with taking advantage of the mobile
1: got it that's that's really interesting so i think you've had a very interesting career there's many of our listeners out there who are probably thinking of starting a company one day, scared to do it. What's your advice for people who want um, a career either in entrepreneurship directly or starting a company or even in in the type of entrepreneurship you to do today where you go and you open a new office for a company? What's, uh, what's the advice that you have for them?
0: Very good question. <laughs> it's... Because uh, I met lots of people who say, oh, I want to launch my company, but I want to be sure of this and that before I start. I think at some point you just have to jump in the, in the swimming pool. Is that yes. how you say that?
1: Jump in the water.
0: So at some point you have to jump in the water and, um, and start it. Uh, my biggest advice w- would be just go, go and uh, go in front of your computer, go find your shop, go whatever you want to do start writing down things and start having things done and uh, it will uh, that's my way of doing things also it's a each step with uh, with uh, will lead the second season or each step will lead the next one Do
1: you think it's possible to do two things at once i think a lot of people as you said keep their job and try to do a startup on the side what's your advice is that the safer way to go or just you know you have to jump in the deep end of the swimming pool where you can't, you're not like tied to the shore.
0: I think it's difficult to start your company uh, when you are still working. Um, honestly, I heard a lot of uh, founders who say, oh, I started during the night.
1: I heard that too. That was not my experience. <laughs>
0: exactly. Uh, I'm sleeping during the night. I can't do well two things at the same time so um, it's uh, and if you want to do your job well uh, at some point it takes lots of time especially for example for me today to launch a new country yeah you could um, never uh, do a startup on the side exactly so but you can still think about the idea and uh, if uh, you are in a lower period of your life when you have more time you your job is uh, is running uh, by itself maybe it's a good timing but it's easier to to Just quit everything one. and start it
1: i agree i think it's do one thing at a time and do it the best you can and then move on to the next one that's i i definitely agree with you on that one well this was uh incredibly interesting uh we um really appreciate your time and i think really interesting lessons. I love the story of how different growth can be when you're just getting started versus when you're a big company and you just target everyone and you have a large team. So thank you for sharing. We'd love having you. So thank you very much. Thank you so much for listening. If you like the show, please leave a review wherever you listen to this and share with someone trying to grow their career. Until next time, keep growing.